Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Everybody and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs, Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan. I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the whole team at Engage, I want to welcome you to today's show. Today's topic is how being anticipatory versus reactionary is the key to growth in 2021 and beyond. Our guest expert today is the world's most influential technology futurist and award-winning author. And he's going to teach us how to be anticipated and how that is the best way to grow in 2021 and into the future. And be sure to stick around because after my talk with our guest expert today, I'm going to be sharing our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. And this week, we picked a must-read article slash report that you don't want to miss out on. So make sure you stick around for that once I wrap up my talk with our special guest. Now, before we get started, I want to share that all of today's incredible and indispensable information is brought to us by Engage. Now, if you're not familiar with Engage, we are the world's only free forever suite of premium marketing sales and support tools. Tools put together in a suite to help you grow and scale your business, but most importantly, to help you optimize your customer experience. What does that mean? Well, we all know that happy customers buy more, they, they remain loyal, they convert faster. So by providing convenience and building trust, hence using our platform Engage, you can help to optimize your customer experience. So that's what Engage is all about. But also, we just launched a new program called Engage Live. It's all about helping you to live stream. Why is live stream so important? Well, live streaming, it's what we're doing right now. It's a way to build trust and sell more. It's a way to engage with unlimited leads, expand your reach, scale faster, track results, and grow smarter. With our Engage Live program, we can actually help you with our proven show strategy to actually produce your own live stream show. Maybe you're the CEO of your own company and you'd like to get your brand out there or you'd like to bring on guests and interview experts in your field or people at your company. We can help produce your show, give you access to the right software, give you access to scripts, even provide you with a show moderator like myself if you're looking for help hosting the show. Check out Engage Live. I'll go ahead and pop up the website for you. That's www.ngaggelive.com after our show to see more about this new program that we offer to our subscribers. Anyone interested in wanting to jump on the live stream wagon, which we all know right now in the digital marketing age 
is the way to connect with your consumers. So check that out after our show. Now, without further ado, let's introduce you to today's guest expert. He is joining us. Well, fun fact, looks like he might be in San Diego, which is where he lives, but well, I'll let him share where he's actually live from today when, when we bring him on here in just a moment. Daniel, if you don't know who Daniel Burris is, you need to. Daniel Burris is considered to be one of the world's leading technology forecasters and innovation experts. Daniel, over the past 30 years, has established a worldwide reputation for his exceptional record of accurately predicting the future of technological change and its direct impact on the business world. He is the author of seven different books, including the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal's bestseller, Flash Foresight, and the highly acclaimed Techno Trends. Daniel Burris is also a featured writer with millions of monthly readers on the topics of innovation, change, and the future. He has delivered, and this is very incredibly impressive to me as a speaker, he has delivered more than 2,800 keynote speeches around the world and is a strategic advisor to executives from many Fortune 500 companies, helping them to develop game-changing strategies based on his proven methodologies, that's a hard word, I can never say it right, Daniel, so don't laugh at me, for capitalizing on technology innovations and their future impact. He has started six businesses, four of which were national leaders in their first year, and a fun tidbit I learned the first time we chatted, when he was younger, just like me, he wanted to be a marine biologist. I thought that was so much fun to learn. So today he's here to teach us why being anticipatory versus reactionary is the key to growing your business in 21 in 2021 and beyond. Join the conversation today, you guys. This is a live interactive talk. I'm going to let Daniel talk in just a minute, I promise. But I just want to let you know, I'm joining you from Minnesota. We'll find out exactly where Daniel is in a moment. But drop us a note in the comment section. Let us know where you're joining us from today. And also, if you have any questions during our talk, please leave them there because Daniel's here and he's here and happy to answer any of your questions. All right, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your time and Tell us where you're broadcasting live from today. Yeah, exactly. Well, I do uh, normally, uh, I'm in San Diego and my real background looks exactly like that, but I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin today. And I thought, hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna bring San Diego with me. So I've got, uh, I took a picture and I've got the picture of my background here in Milwaukee so I can be in San Diego in a way. I like that and I, I love, uh, makes me think of uh, Will Ferrell's movie, Stay Classy San Diego, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wonderful. Well, listen, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. We have about 45 minutes to dive into today's topic. So without further ado, Daniel, I want to dive right in because I think you have so many interesting key talking points that you want to get to today. And I think everybody is interested in the future and especially the future of technology, because as we're seeing, things are happening very quickly. And the pandemic has really, I think, you know, caused things to happen even more quickly. Um, although, as someone who uh, has an eye for the future, you probably already knew that was going to happen, don't you? Or didn't you? Well, it, exactly because of human nature. Uh, 
Um, people don't like the change. Most people don't like change. By the way, businesses are run by people. They don't like the change either because now you got to do something different. Now you got to spend some time and effort, probably have to learn some new things. And what the pandemic did is it forced all of us on a global level to change. And of course, one of the things we changed to was a more digital uh, solutions to our problems. That's why you've got uh, e-commerce accelerating 10 months in pardon me, 10 years in a matter of, uh, you know, just three months. That's why you have office visits with doctors accelerating 10 years in just a matter of months. By the way, all of that was available. Doctors could have done that way before. It wasn't like all of a sudden this tech appeared, but they were forced to use it. It's kind of like schools, you know, you could work and learn at home, but of course you had to actually go to the building to learn. And then we learned, you know, yeah, you can actually do some learning uh, you know, from the from home as well. Or you can take a look at, uh, well, it's I'm tracking 16 major technologies that have been accelerated between eight and 10 years in a matter of months. Now, here's the thing I want everyone to listen to real carefully. We have accelerated technology beyond exponential levels. Now, exponential is two becomes four becomes eight. It grows not an even thing. It grows things that look like a hockey stick. And we've been growing exponentially from a technology standpoint for many, many, many decades. Matter of fact, I started tracking that back in 1983 when I discovered Moore's Law, which said processing power doubles every 18 months as the price drops in half. So the power is going up while the price is going down. So way back in 1983, I could look out to the year 2000, and thanks to Moore's Law, I would know how powerful a computer would be and how much it would cost. Thanks to knowing that, I could make a lot of predictions about the future and be right. But I needed more than more, so I also came up with two other laws, the law of bandwidth and storage, and they are on a kind of similar exponential curve. Now, the point is, Things were happening slow in the 80s and 90s because we were in this part of that exponential curve. Now we're in the vertical part, but here's the but. Forcing us all to change the pandemic, it took us beyond exponential. Now here's the thing I want you to hear. There are exponential opportunities, beyond exponential opportunities. Now it's fogged in, it's fogged in, you see, I remember a, uh, one of our neighbor kids uh, was going out to Glacier National Park, and I had gone out there years ago, spent uh, actually 14 weeks in Glacier National Park, mountain climbing and hiking back when I turned 30. And I said, boy, you're going to like it. It's one of the best national parks. And he couldn't see any mountains. You know, it was all foggy. There was some smoke. It was rainy. It, he couldn't even see the mountains. And I said, well, they're there. Now, here's what I'm getting at. That exponential mountain of opportunity is as solid as those mountains in Glacier National Park, but they're fogged in. Now, what is the fog? The fog is the news because bad news sells, good news doesn't sell. And if there's no bad news, they give you the anniversary of bad news. And the internet is created not only, or in social media, now we not only have the, we went from the information age to the communication age. Now we're kind of in the disinformation age. So what you have to do is blow away that fog so that you can see the insane opportunity. And that's what we're going to do here together 
because I've got a scientific proven methodology that is actually quite easy that I'm going to talk to you about today. I love it. And I, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think that especially, <clears throat> I know for my parents, you know, who grew up where news was news, right? And, uh, you know, extra, extra, read all about it. It was good. It was bad. It was interesting. And, and you're right. It seems like nowadays there is a shift. There's a disinterest. And um, I think the whole fear-based thing is also a reality. People are fearful of what they don't know, but they are—they really don't care to find out, right? They just take what's given to them at face value. Yeah, it, well, and the other thing is that uh, what, what's happening is, of course, um, we have a lot of disinformation because of the, the uh, middle classes used to be big in the middle and you had your extremes and the middle classes kind of went down and the extremes both went up. Um, I mean, I won't get much into it, but if you think about it, we actually have four groups, four political groups, not two. Uh, we have the conservatives, then we have the ultra conservatives, we have the liberals and the ultra liberals. So instead of having two, we now got four and the middle group is very small because social media is rewarded for engagement. And by the way, I love engagement to the name of your company but you can create engagement when you get people angry. So mm. if you take fear and you use, by the way, with social media, we know what you're afraid of. It's easy because we've got behavior analytics and, and personality profiles on everybody. So because of that, we know your fear. And then what we can do is elevate your fear to anger, which gets you even more engaged because now you're talking to other people that are angry like you. And then we can take that anger and get it to hate and when we can get it to hate, we can get you to start shooting each other. So what we have to do eventually is kind of step back from that and ask ourselves, what kind of future do we all really want to live in? And uh, when, when we do that, I think what we'll find out is all of us are much more connected than we've ever been. But when we disconnect from each other is when you have problems. When we connect with each other is when you can work together and do impossible things. I mean, if Branson can uh, get uh, take tourists up to the uh, outer space and float around, and if uh, we can get the uh, uh, Moderna and Pfizer drugs developed that fast, and if you want to go back in time, if we could put a man on the moon back in the 60s, uh, you know what? We can do anything we want if we put our minds to it. I couldn't agree more. Well, let's dive into this idea, Daniel, because... It's uh, you've written about it, several books, and we're talking about being anticipatory versus reactionary. And I know that your recent book, The Anticipatory Organization, Turn Disruption and Change into Opportunity, Opportunity and Advantage um, is the book, right, where you where you kind of dive into a lot of these points. Let me pop this up for those of you watching right now live. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, I'll read through this. But this is a little uh, kind of itinerary, an outline of some of the key points we're going to cover today during our talk. So being anticipatory versus reactionary as the key to growth in 2021 and obviously mm -hmm. into the future. Let, we'll talk with Daniel about how the ability to accurately anticipate provides the biggest professional advantage obviously something he dives into very deeply in his book. Also, how to anticipate disruptions, problems, and game-changing opportunities. By the way, Daniel, 
Engage totally considers ourselves to be a disruptive company. We're really disrupting this cloud-based software world because our software is totally free. So we love the word disruption. So we love that we're going to get to talk about that today. Also, how to identify and pre-solve predictable problems. And then lastly, how to jump ahead with low risk and the confidence that certainty offers to actively shape the future. So really big key points. Let's take a look at the first one, Daniel, the ability to accurately anticipate why that provides the biggest professional advantage. Share with well, us. You know, most, of, uh, most of the people that uh, I've talked to at the CEO level all around the world, and you know, I'm talking about the Fortune 5, the Fortune 10, and beyond, uh, and I've had the pleasure of going all over the world doing that kind of thing. Most of them feel that the future is unpredictable, other than death and taxes. And uh, the reality is the future is far more predictable than most of us realize. For example, can an astronomer in the year 2030 in March tell you the exact day and moment we'll have a full moon? The answer is, oh, yeah, they can nail it. And will the stocks go up forever? No, they won't go up forever. They'll go down. By the way, will they go down forever? No, they'll go back up again. And after winter comes what? We all know. And we have uh, 5G now. Is that it? No, that'd be 6G followed by 7G. And by the way, we're putting a lot in the cloud. Well, is the cloud getting full? No, we're going to put more in the cloud. And if you don't like AI, you can't say, let's all make it go away. Rather, mm -hmm. it's accelerating at an exponential level. Now, the key is, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to use AI to your advantage? Because it is going to continue. It is a future fact or not. Now, let me go back to what I'm getting at. There is really a science of certainty that I've developed. Certainty in an uncertain world. Because a list of things that I'm uncertain about, uh, it doesn't empower me to move forward. Matter of fact, it makes me stop. It makes me hesitate. However, if I have a list of things that I am certain about, I have the confidence to make bold moves. I can innovate with low risk. And you didn't mention, but you know, I've started six companies over the years. Five were profitable in the first year. Four were national leaders in the first year. One of them was in aviation. I had 37 national locations in the first year. Now, in other words, I don't just write about this stuff. I actually do it. It works. And it's all based on not being just reactionary. So how do you anticipate? And the answer is all trends. So I know a lot of you don't even bother with trends, and I know why. Because some happen and some don't. And by the way, there's no shortage of trends. The problem really is which ones will happen and which ones won't. I've got that for you. I'm going to teach that to you right now. All trends is based on 38 years of research. The Pentagon is using this. Google is using this. Amazon is using this. You know what? You can use this. Anyone can use this. One of my gifts is taking something that's complex and making it easy so that I can teach it. That's what I'm going to do. So all trends are either based on a hard trend that represents a future fact that will happen. We're talking certainty. Or the trends are a soft trend based on an assumption that may or may not happen. Now, again, I didn't say it won't happen, but it is not a future fact. And when it comes to business and risk management and innovation, something that will happen is very different than something that might happen if you want to make 
bold moves if you want to uh, accelerate innovation and profitability with, as I said in, in their low risk. So <clears throat> again, future facts. Let me spend a few minutes. By the way, I like both. Both are fantastic. What do I like about a soft trend since it's based on an assumption that may or may not happen? What I love about a soft trend is if you don't like it, you can change it. And I can tell you right now, huge opportunities in changing soft trends. I'm going to give you a quick example. Healthcare costs in the United States have been rising for decades now, going up, 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 faster and faster. And most healthcare reform has been around how do we pay for the mess the baby boomers will create as they get older and have more medical problems. Uh, and as it keeps getting more expensive, how are we going to pay for that? But see, you're asking the wrong question because you're assuming that is an unstoppable trend. Actually, it's a soft trend. If you don't like it, you can change it. We could use blockchain, for example, to create uh, a system that has more security, more transparency. Boy, you'd find out in a hospital that an aspirin costs 36 bucks. Boy, if you knew that, you'd have your spouse bring it. You'd find <laughs> out that artificial knee that, that you were going to have put in can vary in price by 500% in the same hospital chain. You would find out, whoa, I'm getting ripped off. And all of a sudden, prices would come down. By the way, there's a blockchain that's got 100 million in startup uh, to do just that. So now I'm just giving you one quick one. There are dozens and dozens of ways that we could bring down the cost of healthcare. And one is, instead of it being a break-fix model, we wait until you're broken, and then you go to the hospital and try to fix you. We, we do a uh, predict and prevent model where we can use tools to predict you're going to have a problem and prevent them from happening. Now, I don't want to get too deep into healthcare right now. Let's come back to that if you want. Make a little note. But um, but let's keep going on with the idea of if you don't like it, you can change it. Um, your sales have been going down since the pandemic, let's say. And you're wondering if you can recover. By the way, during the pandemic, your sales going down, that was all soft. You could have made it go hard. I, I talked to many people that came to me uh, in March of last year, April of 2020, saying, I'm going to have to shut the business. I'm going to close down and gave them some insights. And if you'll remind me, I'll give you an example later. I don't want to get bogged down with that right now. But uh, I gave them ways that they could turn that around. Within months, they were hiring people and growing. See, that's a soft trend. It's not hard trend. So what's a hard trend? And what's the advantage of that? Well, that's where certainty comes in. Uh, there are three categories of hard trends. Again, it's not that difficult. Uh, one is technology, two is demographics, and three, which will shock you, is government regulations. Let's talk about demographics for just a minute and give you a quick example. Yeah, give you a quick example. I know I'm giving you a lot right now, but then I'm gonna let you ask me questions. I'm laying out a foundation for our discussion in here. And as you can see, I love to teach, not just tell. So I'm trying to empower our listeners with some insights. So let's take demographics. In this country, we've got 68 million baby boomers. And I know a lot of you have heard the term or the number 78 million, but the reality is 10 million have died, not just from COVID, that's over time because, hey, they're on the older side. So we got 68 million baby boomers that are not going to get younger. They're going to continue to age. And that represents predictable problems that we could pre-solve or let them happen if we're anticipatory. 
uh, or and predictable opportunities that we could take advantage of. For example, a lot of people love to go boating and love to go fishing. And uh, as you get older, it gets kind of hard to launch the boat. So what if you created the easy launch trailer system for seniors? Uh, if you built it and designed it well, would you have a growing market every year? Well, yeah. Would you know exactly which countries to export to and which countries not to? Yeah, just look at it, the aging populations. I'm just giving you a quick, quick example of millions of examples that you could pull just out of demographics. And by the way, it comes from Gen X, Gen Z, there are opportunities in all of those that are loaded. Uh, how about technology? Um, as I mentioned very quickly, after 5G is 6G and so on, actually technology is one of the most easy to predict of all. I've been doing it for 38 years. And if any of you have read any of the thousands of articles that I've written, literally, or the, you know, the six books, you'll see, wow, it was right on target. Well, you can do this. Instead of me just saying, hey, I'm Dan, I'm cool, I can do this, and you can't, too bad. I'm saying, I want you all to be anticipatory because every disruption that's ever happened was there to see before it disrupted. And you made a comment before that your company is, uh, is a disruptive company. And it is. Here's what I'd like everyone to do. I'd like you all to become positive disruptors, like mm -hmm. Engage is doing. Now, here's what I mean by that. Uh, most of us think disruption is negative. Why? Well, it happens to you. Now you got to crisis manage, put out fires, and be as agile as you can. And by the way, agility is a reactionary strategy. Yeah, agility is reacting as quickly as you can after disruption disrupts. Reacting as quickly as you can after a problem occurs. The more agile you are, the faster you can react. However, one thing the pandemic has shown, that doesn't work that good, does it? Instead, you need to also be, because there are things you should react to and react quickly to. I'm not saying get rid of agility. I'm saying, hey, that's only part of what you need to know how to do. Today, I'm bringing you the other part how to anticipate disruptions before they disrupt, so that you now have the choice to be either the disruptor or the disrupted. And I mentioned the word positive disruptor. By being a positive disruptor and looking at the hard trends that are going to happen, you can innovate with low risk. You can become a positive disruptor, creating the transformations that need to happen to make the world better, to increase your revenue, to increase your innovation with low risk because it's a hard trend. If you don't do it, someone else will. The disruption will happen. So either you're going to be the disruptor or the disrupted. There is no coasting. So does Jeff Bezos, uh, Amazon head, does he see disruption as negative? No, it's all the people is disrupting. Well, you can do this. You can do this when you use hard trends. By the way, problems, most of the problems you're going to have a year from now, you could define right now, if you took the time, you could predict using hard trends and pre-solves, you don't have them in the first place. How many times have people said, I knew that was going to happen? And I would say, well, then why did you let it? Most of us just let it happen. You see, we're not going to be happy campers on planet Earth if we wait until problems happen before we pre-solve them before we solve them. We need to anticipate them and solve them now before they get the, before the house is burning, before they get too big. 
Otherwise, we're not going to be happy campers on planet Earth. So uh, with technology, you get to see the disruptions that are taking place. And by the way, the tools that Engage is offering, and I've not been paid to say this, they didn't even know I would say this, but I would just say the tools that they're offering you amazingly for free is giving you the ability to be a disruptor. So you have to understand what those tools are. I like to have not just one or two tools to, to use. I want as many arrows in my quiver as possible. I don't want just one or two. I need a bunch of them. So take advantage, take a chance to learn those. I mentioned a third hard trend category. I don't want to leave out here because I know that might have caught you by surprise. Government. The government, right? Government, good oh, for yeah. you. Government yeah. regulation. And when we look at regulations, uh, we tend to not like them. Oh, God, I hate regulations. More regulations, more hassle. Well, you see, if you got a big list of things you don't like, it'll be so big, you'll never come up with anything. Start with, what do you like? Is there an opportunity? Elon Musk, uh, he every business he started was based on a government regulation that provided funding for him to start every single business. SpaceX, all of them. Tesla, all of them. Every one of them. You can do this. There's loads of money the government has available for you to do it. I mean, e-patient records, electronic patient records. A couple of years ago, the government wanted to fund that and created hundreds of millions of dollars for any company that could do that any company of any size. A lot of people cashed in. There's money right there for you. Have you looked at it? Have you taken the time? And you know, maybe you could go online and do a little research on that. So when you see a trend that's going to impact your industry or your business, uh, if you see a regulation, pardon me, that's going to impact, ask yourself, where's the opportunity? And you will see all sorts of things that you could take action on. So three, regulation, technology, demographics, hard trends, and one last little insight, then I'll let you ask me some more questions. And that is uh, what uh, a trend by itself has no power. I'm stopping there because I want you to really hear that. A trend, hard or soft, has no power. The way to create power around a trend is to define an opportunity. So two things for you all going forward. Number one, if anybody's talking about a trend, is it hard or soft? All trends fit into one of those two categories. Is it a future fact that you cannot stop? It's going to happen anyway. And by the way, what's the opportunity? Or is it a soft trend that maybe you don't like? And what is the opportunity to influence that in a positive way? So trends, two types, and tie an opportunity to it, and what happens? It bursts into actionable life. So interesting. And one of the things that stuck out to me that you were talking about at the very beginning, when you broke things down into either demographics, technology, or the government, right, was your example about the boat launching ramp idea, right, for older people to make it easier for them right away my mind went to optimizing the customer experience, right? If you're a business, solving a pain point, you know, figuring out what the customer needs. We always talk about, especially in digital marketing and all marketing, it's not about us. It's about what the customer needs, what they want, right? Building a relationship, building trust, and also about engaging with your customer where they are 
Um, I know if you're marketing that, let's just call it the easy boat ramp, right? You're not marketing it on TikTok because your customer is not on TikTok, but your customer might be on Facebook, right? So I just, uh, right away, right away I, with that example, I started thinking about once you get the idea, making sure you do the homework and the research and using all the tools and the incredible things that are out there um, to make sure that you're then, you got to do your homework, right? In order to be successful. And if anybody knows that, I know, I know you do having started so many businesses that have been so successful. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, I mean, I'm named in a lot of patents because of, uh, in my speeches and in my writing, a lot of times what I do is I give ideas out and I even just say, Hey, there's a billion dollar idea. Go do it. Or there's a multi-million dollar idea. Go do it. I'm busy. I don't have time. And by the way, if you don't, someone else will. And uh, for example, uh, several years ago, I talked about the fact that uh, older cars do not have cameras and they do not have sensors. So you can't tell if there's a car close to you. Uh, you can't tell if there's a kid behind you when you're backing up other than your rearview mirror. And I said, well, if you just had a uh, license plate holder that had Bluetooth on it that was charged off the sun and it was connected to your iPhone in your car or your smartphone, whatever it is, and we put a little camera in it in the back and we had sensors in it in the front and sensors going to the side, basically you've turned an old car into a smart car. And I talked about that, wrote about that a couple of years ago. I just saw one of those for sale in Costco. So, you know, I mean, you can do amazing things if you think about it. For example, we have an aging population. Demographics, hard trend. Absolutely. What's one of the biggest problems that happens to people as they get much older in their mid 80s and beyond? They have a fall. They fall and often break a hip. And it seems to me people that either break hips or have pneumonia or COVID uh, takes old people out pretty fast. So what could we do? Well, you're in Minnesota. I'll bet you being in cold weather, not this time of year, but there is cold weather. Probably when there's ice storm, you have a little thing you put over your shoes or boots that have little spikes on it so that you don't slip and fall. I'm sure you've seen those in stores. Mm -hmm. So with elderly, what if we created a little thing that you put over someone's shoe and what it has in the front are a couple of little sensors that are doing Bluetooth to their phone, which is going to their hearing aid if they got one. And when there is a step or there's something in their way because old people can't see those things, that's why they fall. There is a little beep, 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 and then they know, oh, there's a step. Oh, there's something in my way. So they can take a little different look. I mean, they're wearing bifocals, and that's why they can't see. They got reading glasses on, but when they look down, everything's out of focus. No wonder they're tripping. So you see, there's solutions. There's billions of dollars to be made right now. Use hard trends and certainty, and you can innovate with low risk. By the way, you're going to be reading about what I just talked about. Doesn't exist right now. By the way, why don't you go out and make it make a million dollars? You could do that right now. Somebody's going to do that. By the way, do you think that won't happen? No way. That will never happen. We'll never see that. What do you think? That's going to happen. You already shared with us. We're going to be the people uh, five years from now going, you know what? I knew that was good. I knew somebody was going to do something like that. Why didn't I do it? Well, they see, and it, it looks like, you know, I can just come up with all these creative ideas. Well, what the reason I write, wrote Flash Foresight, Techno Trends, and my latest one, Anticipatory Organization, 
is <clears throat> I know I'm on the planet. See, I think the two most important moments in a human's life is the day you're born and the day you find out why you were born. I've been put on the planet to teach. And I love helping people, empowering people. I mean, that's what excites me the most. If everyone listening to this does nothing, I failed. But if I can get one of you, maybe two of you, maybe 10 of you, maybe a thousand of you to actually go and say, all right, I'm going to create a list. And by the way, I'm already bringing it up. Let me tell you what I'd like you to do after this is done right now. And that is, I would like you to earmark one hour a week. And by the way, one hour a week is doable, two maybe not, but one you could do. And what is it about in that hour? It's about your future. You're going to spend the rest of your life in the future. Maybe you ought to think about it a little bit. Hmm. And in that hour, what I'd like you to do is to not make a list of all the things you don't know, all the things you aren't certain about, all the things you can't do, throw all that stuff out. I want you to have a list of things that you are certain about, a list of things you can do, a list of things that you know will happen. So look at those hard trends, identify your list. And by the way, you'll find big lists once you start thinking about it. Don't forget the soft trends. They have opportunities. If you don't like something, you can change it. And you'll come up with a list of opportunities. And here's what you do. Pick one because big lists never get done. And the reason I'd like you to do it on a weekly basis, the future's changing all the time. There's new tools. There's new, there's new opportunities coming to you every day. So why don't you just have a little opportunity antenna up, keep that opportunity antenna up, and look with anticipatory eyes, being anticipatory. Because reactionary, you'll never be a leader reactionary. Why? Because there's always somebody else that's ahead of you. You're reacting to them. Mm -hmm. There's always a disruption that's now is slowing your progress down because now you got to change. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to be a transformer instead of a changer. You see, change comes from the outside in, forcing you to react, put out fires as fast as you can, as agile as you can. But transformation, whether it's personal or organizational, always comes from the inside out. And when something comes from the inside out, guess what? You got control. Yeah, it's yeah. very organic when it comes from the inside out. Absolutely. And if it doesn't come from the inside out, frankly, you got no transformation taking place. You're just changing something. And today, if you're just changing something, you're falling behind instead of getting ahead because we're no longer in a period of change. We're beyond exponential in opportunities. In other words, we're now in a period of transformation. So if you're just changing a process or product or a service, you're falling behind every year. You need to be transforming it. You know, Daniel, this is becoming an inspirational talk for me, right? <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to you and I can think of so many times when I was younger that I thought I should do this, right? I remember being 22 years old, coming up with the idea, and I'm now 40, so 20 years ago, coming up with the idea of having like a liquor alcohol delivery company, right? Because I thought, how many times are you having a party back then? You know, I was a little more social than I am now, but even I would see my parents having a party, right? And they would run out of red wine or, or something. And I thought, oh, there should be a company that delivers to your house. No one does that. And at the time, obviously grocery delivery wasn't a thing, but I think as humans, you know, 
from a personal level and even into the like business world and career world, we're all, you know, as we get older, the fear-based stuff starts to kind of, as you mentioned, it starts to weigh on us and you hear people say, oh, that's a waste of time. Oh, that'll never work. Oh, you know, that's dumb, you know, or whatever. Somebody probably already thought of that idea. And so as we get older, we start to carry more on top of us that gives us the insecurity and um, the lack of confidence. And as you mentioned, some of these trends, soft, maybe not as much, but some of these hard trends are so blatantly obvious, right? So when you think about all the crap we're carrying with us as we get older, if we can just learn to shed that, right? And, and I like this idea you shared about taking an hour a week to actually think about the future, because if we did that and maybe didn't think about the past so much, right? So many of us get stuck in the past, what we should have done or what we should have said or you know, what, what, what we should have studied or the business we should have started. If we focused a little bit more on the future and made um, some of our decisions, like you said, based on some of these hard trends, which are predictable, the, the baby boomer example and the boat example still in my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, duh. If you're just joining us, by the way, Daniel shared really that there's three places and I want to make sure I explain this right, but there's three different categories, right? Where you can really predict the hard trends and it's based on demographics, technology, and the government, right? And then we have soft trends versus hard trends. Um, really incredible, really incredible. Now, speaking of hard trends, um, I, I can dive right into our sharing. We wanted to share your article for today's show, Daniel. So are you open to me diving into our, we don't really have any questions sure. from the audience, which is great. I think everybody's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they can always go to burris.com and, and there's articles to read and there's my learning system they can learn about. So they can surely go there if they want to see what do I do in that hour and I'd like to learn more. There's a yes. to go do it. Let me share with those of you watching, and I see many of you on LinkedIn Live, let me share Daniel's LinkedIn profile link. I always encourage people, a lot of people watch our shows on their smartphone, so easy way to screen grab right now so you can connect with Daniel Burris on LinkedIn. Obviously, we always teach our audience, if you're going to connect with someone, take a moment, write a few words, let them know why you're connecting, or if you're seeing today's talk, let Daniel know that you saw today's talk. You can connect with Daniel there. And then yeah, I think I've got 1.3 million people that are uh, connected and following me already. So join the conversation. By the right. way, why do I have so many? Because I'm sharing a lot of good stuff. So, mm -hmm. hey, get in, the, get in the flow. Get in the mix. You can also visit Daniel's website, www.burris.com. Hey, I think you just mentioned something also really relevant. And it's something that we believe at Engage. And that is when you're working on building trust, when you're working on getting more leads, right? When you're working on engaging with more potential future leads, sharing valuable, or as you've taught me, indispensable information is a really great way to help to build the trust and to help to share with people why they should wanna work with you, right? Giving away some of your information for free is a great way to, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, to get your ideas out there and, and gain a following. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, exactly. And, you know, um, a having a big following doesn't mean that you're a, uh, a thought leader. And uh, there's a little difference in there. And uh, I think here's a way to frame it. 
a lot of us are focused on being successful with our companies and as individuals. And success, let's get understand, is all about you. Success is about you know how much money you make, how cool your cars are, and how uh, you know how many plaques you have on the wall, how many degrees you have. That's success. It's all about you. But what I'd like you to do instead is to focus on significance because significance is what you do for others. So you you have a successful company. You have a significant one. You're a successful mom or dad. Are you a significant one? You uh, you have a successful marriage, yes, but are you a significant husband or wife or employer or employee? In other words, the more you focus on doing things for others, the more successful you will be because it comes back and feeds itself. So by helping others, you know what you're doing, you're helping yourself and it works really well. Great, great input. I love that. Now, we do have a comment and a hello from the audience from Marcelo, who I believe is joining us from Brazil. He's been joining our weekly shows. He says, Daniel, I see a lot of people worrying about just disruptive innovations. Most of the opportunities, oh, here, I'll put this up on the screen. Most of the opportunities are in incremental disruption market. How do you guide your customers to be anticipatory in these markets? Absolutely, and thank you. And I love Brazil, been there many times. Uh, I think that uh, the key here is uh, you have people that are doing and used to incremental. And you can do incremental, but if you're looking at the hard trends that are underlying what is going on with that industry, because I don't think you mentioned the industry in here, uh, but if you look at the hard trends that are shaping it, these are the future facts that are coming down that are disrupting it before they fully disrupt. What you'll see is some amazing opportunities to be, again, the positive disruptor going beyond incremental growth for yourself. But there's an underlying part of your question here that I want to address. It's something that I teach in my anticipatory leader learning system that you can find on Burris Research. And that is that uh, people have either a past, present, or future mindset. So if you talk to somebody who's future-oriented, they're going to be talking about all this cool stuff. Somebody who's past-oriented may still have a flip phone and thinks the world's going to hell and all this technology is part of the problem. In other words, you have these different mindsets, but they all are good people. So the key is knowing where you are and where your customer or, poten or potential customer or the people you want to influence are. So if you are future oriented and talking all your future stuff to somebody who's past oriented, they will hunker down more thinking you're too far out. If you're past oriented, talking to somebody who's future oriented, you're going to seem irrelevant. So what you need to do is jump into their time zone with them and get permission to move between time zones. So if I'm from the future and you're from the past, probably your incremental thing that you're talking about, uh, maybe an industry like banking or some other one that's kind of being disrupted, but still holding on to the way it's always been. Um, what you uh, what you want to do is help them to see the opportunity mm. rather than just the crisis. Uh, to and, that, and, and hold their hand, right, in that transition. Jump and into their time zone with them instead of saying, well, look, here's, all, here's what the fintechs are doing and you guys are in trouble. I would rather say, here's some things that I'd like you to consider because the world has changed. And another thing, if you're a leader, don't tell people that you want them to change. Why? Because I just told you you're doing something wrong. Um, 
What I want you to do is to uh, instead elevate what you do to increasing relevancy based on the hard trends that are shaping the future. Elevate is different than change. I remember uh, when I was first meeting with the Joint Chiefs and uh, they were listening to me talk and one of the uh, generals said, well, I, got, I think we got to change the culture. And I said, I don't think the Marines are going to like that. Uh, I said, I think what we want to do instead is to elevate the Marines to increasing relevancy based on these new hard trends that are shaping the future of everyone, including the Marines. And, you know, he got it. So what I'm suggesting is it's not about uh, change. It's about elevation. And it's also not about you've been doing something wrong because that mm -hmm. implies that you've been doing something wrong. Uh, no, you probably were doing something right, but the world changed. Maybe we ought to change with it. If you're learning slower than your customers are learning, if you're changing slower than your customers are changing, you are in trouble. You're going to fall behind. You're going to fall behind. You're falling behind like crazy. So are and remember I talked about you're either going to be the disruptor or the disrupted. Either you're going to be, there's no coasting. By the way, you can only coast downhill. Gravity does take over and there is a bottom. Hmm, which means you crash. Exactly. But here's another one. Relevancy. You're either going to be more relevant or less relevant. There is no middle anymore. Hmm. So either you're becoming less relevant every day or you're becoming more relevant every day. And becoming more relevant isn't about waiting and letting it just happen because that's irrelevance. You need to be looking at how, how do you become more relevant? Well, look at what's shaping the future. Look at the hard trends that, are, that we know will happen. And you might think there's only 10 or 20. There's thousands of them. You're just at the beginning of understanding how you can do this. And here's what certainty does. Hard trends gives you certainty. Certainty gives you the confidence to make bold moves. If you're a leader trying to get your uh, employees to change, to do something different, in other words, to elevate what they do, um, if you are just giving them your opinions, what are they going to want? Another opinion. But if you're speaking in future facts that are known to be true when they hear it, because they know this is where the future is going when you state it in the right way. I, I teach people how to do that. They will have the confidence to make bold moves. Thank you so much, Marcelo, for that great question. And thank you for being interactive with Daniel Burris and myself during today's show. I have another question for you, Daniel, yep. from Mohammed. And Mohammed, let us know where you're joining us from today as well. He says, how do you rate the impact of COVID-19 over current market trends and customer selectivity? Well, COVID-19, uh, first of all, COVID-19, remember, is the name of the disease. Mm -hmm. um, and the uh, the pandemic is what uh, is, a, is a global outbreak. Right. So that mm -hmm. causes to lock down. So COVID-19 is uh, here to stay. Uh, the, once a virus happens, I mean, measles still exists. Uh, polio still is a virus that hasn't just disappeared, but uh, we've got a way to control it. So every virus that ever gets us as humans remains. We just deal with it with vaccinations and with uh, ways of treating it. So uh, COVID-19 is with us. The pandemic will end now. The pandemic may last for quite a while because of not getting the medications out uh, to all places in the world fast enough because of 
Uh, a lot of it has been politicized and so on, and a lot of fears around it. Um, so it could last longer. But remember, when something good happens to you, something bad just happened, you should take a look at both. And when something bad happens, something good happened. You should take a look at both. So the pandemic will continue to affect the markets. And we know the things we could do to bring it under control. It's getting people to do it. And, uh, and having, again, from if you're talking Africa and some remote areas, getting the resources, like in some areas of Brazil and Venezuela and others, getting the resources so that people can do what they need to do to be able to control it, like vaccinations and masks and distancing in areas that still have uh, severe outbreaks. Thank you so much for the question, Mohammed and Marcelo. Uh, our previous question asker says, excellent points. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, I love the fact that we have such a global uh, audience. I mean, I know that whenever I'm doing anything like you have, obviously, uh, we're touching people all around the world. And let me just say that uh, my feeling is we're all brothers and sisters on this planet Earth. Uh, we haven't all met, but uh, we do get a chance to meet and, uh, and connect through technologies like this. And uh, it's, you know, it's a powerful thing because once we're connected, we stay connected. So it's uh, thank you for all of you that have been tuning into this and listening from all parts of the world. And I one of the things I've really devoted my life to doing is to not get people to just be uh, waiting, a wait and see and let the future unfold. Because if you just let the future unfold, you may not like what you get. What I want you to do is to be active shapers of a better tomorrow for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your businesses, for whatever it is you're doing. If you want a more humane world, your more connected world, a more loving world, uh, you know, hope is not a strategy. Let's start with me and just bring it out and you'll be amazed at what you can do. I agree. And I think that's a great way to... Um... I don't know, like we are all obviously trying to do the best for ourselves. But as you mentioned, it's not about owning the successful company or being in a successful relationship. It's about being of significance, right? And certainly we're our new series the next three months is diving into digital marketing for entrepreneurs, right? And entrepreneurs can be of all different company sizes, big and small, and they're risk, risk takers. But as we're learning today through Daniel's talk and and through his methodology, I had to practice saying that word again, um, there are truly hard trends that can help us make confident decisions, right? And help us to create our own futures and be disruptors. So we are not sitting there saying, you know, what happened with our tail between our legs? Um, Mohammed says, thank you, by the way for answering his question. So Mohammed, thank you for joining us. I don't think I've seen your name before. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, one thing I want to do a quick tie-in to as well is the idea of using different tools to grow and scale your business. Because one thing you said, Daniel, that stood out to me was the idea that you can't always expect your customers or your clients to want to change, especially if they're, you know, let's say living in what we would call the past and you're moving towards the future, you can't tell them that what they're doing is wrong. You can't assume that they want to jump and make these big leaps just to keep up with you, right? The business owner. But 
let's just say when you're using tools like the Engage inbox that allows you to stream and funnel all your messages from everywhere into one inbox for your company, for yourself, well then listen, if the baby boomer still wants to use AOL email, right, to contact your company, but the next gen millennial wants to message you direct through Facebook, you can still reach all your customers and have the consistent messaging when you use tools to help you manage, right, all of your customer interactions. So you can use different tools to sometimes combat, right, that that difference in, you know, people who still want to live in the past and are taking longer to adapt to these changes while still being where your target demographic is, who is potentially younger as well. So using tools, right, to, you know, to, to keep up, to keep up with the Joneses, to keep up with technology and the changes. So. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, no one asked for an iPhone, no one asked for an iPad or any of those tools. So part of, we didn't have time for it today, but just as food for thought as we get towards the end, and that is uh, anticipating customer needs using hard trends is really powerful because if you wait for the customer to tell you what they want, by the time you deliver it, they may want something else. So uh, it's really great to use hard trends to anticipate customer needs. There's a whole thing around that. Again, go to burst.com. You'll find more. And uh, this is this has been a great time together. Absolutely. I just want to share, we have one more question quickly, okay. very, very quickly. And then for everybody watching, I want to share Daniel's article and the link to find that as well. So last question goes to Mahona. It is again, COVID related, but or pandemic related, but Mahona says, hi, Daniel, this pandemic in India has really toppled down the resources and businesses. So how do you suggest startups keep afloat? in this kind of new pandemic world that's still recovering a bit. Yeah, one of the key things is uh, to uh, make sure that you're looking for what what is uh, the need? What are the new needs and how do I tie what I've done, which may have been for a different need, into that need? Uh, let me give you a very quick one. Um, I had a, uh, a guy in the, back in March and April when it first happened and the lockdown started happening, he had a chain of uh, dry cleaning centers. Uh, he had many, many employees in it. And of course, no one was getting dry cleaning. They weren't going to work. So he was saying, boy, I'm going to have to shut down. I'm going to have to, I mean, everything's going down. No businesses are taking place. I'm going to lay everybody off. And I said, oh no, you got to be hiring people. And he said, what? And I said, yeah, first of all, uh, there's a shortage of masks. You've got sewing machines that should be making masks. Second thing that you could be doing is your normal customers aren't coming in, but who needs laundry services right now? By the way, police, fire, uh, first responders, medical people, they normally have their uniforms cleaned every couple of weeks. But now with COVID, hey, you know what? Maybe they need them cleaned on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's partner with some of those companies. Anyway, long story short is they actually were hiring people and grew during a time when all the other ones shut down because they weren't getting business from the normal way. So there's always new business, no matter what. Just take your skills and what you can do and redirect them redirect. around the new opportunities. Great advice. Great advice. Okay. Running out of time, but quickly before we go, I want to share that Daniel on his website, you can find it at burris.com, has an in-depth report. 
in the resources section, and it's an article entitled The Top 25 Technology Hard Trends Shaping 2021. And we talked a lot about hard trends today. And Daniel shared with us that hard trends are, are very easy to use to make predictions for the future. So in this article, Daniel shares the top technology-driven hard trends that obviously are shaping our future. And we wanted to share this article with you because many of those trends actually relate to digital marketing. So on the screen right there, I'm going ahead and I'm putting the link for you. So if you're watching from a mobile device, screenshot this and make sure that when we leave our show today, that you not only go to burris.com and click on that resources tab to find this article, but have a read on that. And then there's also a great place where you can download that article in a PDF form and you can go ahead and sign up for Daniel Burris's newsletter as well. And one thing that I think is really great is Daniel does, if I'm not mistaken, Daniel, you have actually done a top trend, you know, top trending kind of report for the last few years, you know, really looking at the hard trends in technology. So it must be very interesting and at the forefront of your brain constantly um, to see all these new trends taking shape. Yeah, exactly. Actually, my first hard trend report was published in 1983. So I've been doing them for 38 years awesome. and they've all played right out. So, uh, you know, take a look at that report. I think it'll uh, be great. And by the way, let me give you a little tip and our listeners tips. When you do that the next time, why don't you have a little barcode next to it? And all your mm -hmm. listeners have to do is hold their camera up to it and it'll take them right to the page. So now boom, they have another, uh, boom, boom right there for you. Love it. We will definitely always do it. By the way, that's free. So there's certain wonderful things you can do. Great tip. Great tip. Great tip. Great tip upon great tip. Interesting and insightful and inspirational, which is really nice. We like our talks to be interactive and insightful. And I think inspirational is another great I adjective to describe our talk today and something that we always, you know, aim to achieve for all of our interactive talks. So thank you so much, Daniel. And then our last question asker, Mahona, does also say thank you so much, Daniel. All right. Well, it's my pleasure. I know India has been uh, going through quite a bit, but again, there's there's still opportunities and ways to not just survive, but to thrive. Got to have that thriving mindset. You want right. to be a disruptor, not a disrupted, and you want to not just survive, but thrive. Daniel, thank you so much for sharing your time. I will let you go, as I know you're a very busy man. Thank you again so much on behalf of myself and the team at Engage. And um, I'll let you go and then I'll leave uh, our viewers with the last few words. So thank you so much. All right. You got it. Thank you. Take care. Wasn't Daniel such an incredible guest? The fact that he shared an hour of his incredibly busy day with us today to share all of this interesting um, mythology, mythol I can't say the word, methodology, there it is, on predicting the future, hard trends, soft trends, using demographics, technology, government trends. Very, very insightful and very, very interesting and also so inspirational. Wouldn't you agree? Please do me a favor, show some love to our special guest. Make sure that you connect with him on LinkedIn after our show. And of course, I want to encourage you to join us on our Engage LinkedIn page as well. Follow us for more um, news on our upcoming shows. 
If you have any suggestions as well for future topics, or maybe you know somebody who would be a very insightful guest for our show, also feel free to email me at marissa.m at engage, that's N-G-A-G-G-E dot com, engage dot com. And you can find me on LinkedIn at the Marissa Morgan. I was so mad that Marissa Morgan was taken. That is not a fun thing. And that was me not being anticipatory. I was being reactionary and I didn't even get my own tag for LinkedIn. You guys, it's been a wonderful opportunity to share time with you today. And if you just tuned in and maybe missed the show, we will have replays on the Engage LinkedIn page. You can also find this on replay on YouTube and we'll also have it on our Facebook page as well. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to totally switch gears tomorrow. Our show is tomorrow, July 14th. 2 p.m. Eastern, where our guest, Kenya Kelly, is going to share why B2C companies and B2C entrepreneurs need to be learning TikTok. So join me tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. And I hope in the meantime, you guys all have such a wonderful day. And remember to be anticipatory, not reactionary. Have a great day, everyone.